We should like go and like hang out with Todd. <laughs> Whoa, it's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fella who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> Todd would make like a good manager or something. Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek Podcast with your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, I am Todd, the 206 Geek, and I am your host for this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the 206 Geek. And, uh, you know, I the last few weeks I've not been real consistent with my recording and posting of things, but... Um, I think part of it was I was kind of stressing and worrying about things that I really had no control over, and, and uh, uh, that date has come to pass, and it's getting towards the end of that date, so I can kind of relax a bit. Um, I don't know what you're thinking. What's going on? Why Why were you stressing? Well, uh, today, uh, December 1st, 2021, is the 12th anniversary of my mom's losing her battle to breast cancer. So it's, 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 um, every year on this day, it's, it's rough. And the day is almost over, you know, well, it's halfway over. And I'm doing better now than I was earlier today. I was really not in a good headspace this morning. And, um, I was, you know, I was, um, dealing with a lot of emotions. But anyways, I'm not going to go into all of that. If you want to hear me talk about that, you can check out my other podcast, um, Adult Dude Having Discourse. Um, go to www.adhd.rocks. That's adhd.rocks. Um, and I talk about what happened today and, you know, how rough it was. Anyways, so I got things I want to talk about on this podcast uh, we got uh, we got uh, some Star Wars. We got some Marvel. We got some. Um, we have Golden Girls. What? Fisher Price toys. What? Okay, we got some things to talk about. So let's check this out. So the first story I have here, Star Wars: The Book of Boba Fett's Ming Na Wen says there's they're not the bad guys or the good guys in the spinoff. I mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, Boba Fett has always been kind of an anti-hero. And uh, her character was pretty much the same, you know? If you, if you saw the, the last season of, uh, of The Mandalorian, you saw Boba Fett and Ming-Na Wen's character, uh, Fennec, I think her name is, kick ass and take names. So uh, those two are getting their own spinoff series, The Book of Boba Fett, and uh, this is what the article says. This is this is by the way, um, this story is from comicbook.com. There's a bunch of other ones uh, that are also on comicbook.com. I'll tell you which ones are which. And all these stories, I think, have already been shared to the Facebook page. So if you want to check them out for yourself, you can just go to the facebook.com/slash206geek, and you can scroll through and find the story. It's in there. Um, 
Let's see here. I'm trying to get this to scroll, and it's not doing anything. My computer's lagging for some reason, and should be doing this. Why is it doing this? Oh, I know why, because there's a lot of fucking ads on this website, and my ad blocker is going crazy right now. All right. This is what it says here. As any Star Wars fan can tell you, some of the franchise's most treacherous characters are ones audiences most most connect with, which results in the saga spawn, uh, the saga spawning a number of beloved anti-heroes with Fennec uh, Shand and... Act, uh, with Fennec Shan's actor Ming-Na Wen recently detailing that her character in Star Wars The Book of Boba Fett surely isn't one of the good guys, yet isn't one of the bad guys either. As seen of both Shand and Fett in previous adventures, uh, these characters might carry out deceptive and violent missions Yet they also stick to an established and questionable moral code. The book of the book of Boba Fett debuts on Disney Plus on December 29th. So in 29 days, folks, we're gonna have new episodes, uh, brand new episodes of Boba Fett. But this is essentially a, this is a spinoff from 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 the Mandalorian. So hopefully we'll see some crossover characters. Um, I don't know if Disney will do that like uh, Warner Brothers does with uh, the Arrow shows. But uh, I think it'd be awesome if there was some crossover. You know, have have the, 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 the giant um, uh, get-together episodes where, you know, everybody gets together and they whoop ass and take names. Um, so, yeah, it says here, it's going to be really interesting to see how their dynamic grows in the book of Boba Fett. I think that all I can say the rest uh the rest is you have to watch not that they're the bad guys, they're not that good either. When sh uh shared uh with Disney 23 magazine per the direct uh we are the anti-hero. I like playing the, an anti-hero. You get away with more, I think. That makes sense. I mean, she kind of played that kind of character on Agents of Shield, as well. She's, you know, she was, she was a good guy, but she didn't really, she didn't really look like a good guy. She kind of was, you know, don't talk to me. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Kind of character. That was that was her character in, in a nutshell. And she always gave people that look of, why are you staring at me? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> what is that? I think that might be the the, uh, the roommate's kid. Um, so let's see here. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all there is to that. I mean, it, it says that the new episode, uh, the first new episode will show up on December 29th. It's in end of the month. Just a couple of days before New Year's Eve. And, uh, all right, let's go on to the next story I have here. Ten Christmas movies already taking over Netflix top 10. Let's see what we got here. Um, number one on the list is Bruised. A year after a humiliating defeat, an MMA fighter grabs one of one last shot at redemption when the young son. She left behind, comes back into her life. Didn't know that was a holiday movie. Okay. 
A Castle for Christmas, number two. Uh, to escape a scandal, a best-selling author journeys to Scotland where she f- uh, falls in love with a castle and faces off with the grumpy duke who owns it. Yeah, I saw an ad for this when I was um, on uh, Netflix yesterday, actually. I was, uh, what was I watching? I was watching F is for Family Season 5. And um, every time I would go back in there to watch the next episode, um, that uh, A Castle for Christmas would come up. And it's uh, uh, Carrie Ells, who played uh, Wesley in in, uh, in uh, um, um, Princess Bride. And then we have uh, um, Brooke Shields is also in it. Those, those, Carrie plays the, the, the Scottish Duke, and uh, Brooke plays the... Uh, best-selling author journeying to Scotland. I don't know. It, it it intrigues me, but at the same time, it looks really dumb. I'm probably going to watch it, though, just because I'm a sucker for rom-coms. Uh, Red Notice is number three. I did watch that, and it is very good. It has uh, Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds, and it's very funny, very action-packed. Um, I'd like to see those guys in more movies together. All right, a boy called Christmas. Now I did watch this one, um, and I did, and I watched Red Notice as well. Both, you know, are very good movies. Boy, uh, number four here is a boy called Christmas. Determined young Nicholas meets his destiny in the magical land inhabited by elves on a quest to find his father and bring home the gift of hope. It was a very very touching movie. I I almost ex- I almost kind of wanted it to be a TV series so I could watch more of it. It was really good. It if you haven't watched it, I recommend it. All right, number five on the list here, Fourteen Peaks. I don't know what this one is. I haven't seen it at least. Uh, Fearless Nepali mountaineer, uh, Nimsdai, Persia, embarks on a seamlessly impossible quest to summit all fourteen of the world's uh, 18,000 meter peaks or 8,000 meter peaks in seven months. Okay. This sounds like it might be the reason why I don't know this one is it might be a, a, a foreign movie. So it probably doesn't show up on my Netflix. Um, or at least I, I think I have it set to only show me English speaking movies. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Number six on the list is the Christmas Chronicles. I honestly think this needs to be higher up on the list. Um, Because I actually... I have to admit, Goldie Hawn and and, um, and, and Kurt Russell as Mr. and Mrs. Claus is is awesome. It's probably not the greatest story ever, but it's cute and I enjoy it. Uh, Number seven on this list, Spoiled Brats. I don't know this one. I haven't seen it anyway. Says here, three spoiled siblings are forced to earn uh, their livings after their wealthy and well-meaning father pretends he's lost everything to teach them a lesson. Actually, I think I saw a trailer for that today. I kind of like. I think I've seen that. It was a. There was a uh, reality show that was on. um, I believe it was on Netflix. 
a few years back, actually probably closer to a decade ago. It was essentially um, the same concept, except for the the father wasn't pretending to be broke. Uh, it was it was a reality show in which these spoiled, entitled little shits um, are made to give up everything and have to learn how to survive with nothing, essentially. So they're 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 told they can only take one piece of luggage with them and that whole ep- that first episode is of them figuring out how to do that which in itself was funny and then yeah the series progresses the, as people uh it, you're getting voted off if you're unable to accomplish one of the tasks and yeah that, that's what it's i mean that's what this show was and this is what this spoiled brat sounds like except for this sounds like it's a movie instead of a reality show the reality show, I think, had two or three seasons, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, um, God, I can't remember. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. And the number eight on the list is The Christmas Chronicles 2. Yeah, this one isn't as good as the first one, I don't think. I'm not going to talk about that. And I just recently watched number nine on this list. Love hard. Um, it's a typical rom com, you know. Uh, girl and guy fall in love. They don't know each other in person, but they've fallen in love on the internet. Girl goes to where the guy lives to s- surprise him for Christmas. Finds out she was catfished, and it kind of snowballs from there. And it's actually a really funny movie. There's a lot of a lot of like things that you kind of expect to happen, you know. You okay? This is they're gonna use this trope. They're gonna use that trope. Okay, all right. This is yeah. It's a it's a cute movie, especially if you like rom coms. You'll like it. Uh, number ten on this list is extinct. It says two cute fuzzy creatures accidentally time travel to the future where where they're extinct can uh, this donut shaped duo save their species oh i think i've seen the trailer for this one as well <laughs> okay that you know there there's some decent movies on this list um i think some of them should be higher up on the list if if we're going by uh, well they're not like one to, to ten which one's number one is the the best of the group i think it's just 10 different ones they weren't they were in 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 order of 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 uh, how good they were so all right well that's that's still pretty good 10 movies you can watch that are already uh doing really well on netflix and i've seen i think i've seen trailers for every single one of these or i've seen them all right so next story i have here um i i I've said this before on the podcast. I turned 50 last September, and so I've been around a while. I've been, you know, apparently Fisher Price uh, is is re- redoing one of their classic toys. Um, it says here Fisher Price toy phone has now has a working Bluetooth version. Uh, for a lot of modern modern day adults. Recreating our childhood is a 
pretty common thing nowadays. But uh, this latest announcement takes the cake via Boing Boing. We've learned that the classic Fisher-Price Chatter Telephone, which many of us owned as preschoolers, is now available as an actual working Bluetooth telephone. What's next? Your baby rattle? <laughs> but it, but as a microphone? Okay. In the video announcement below, Fisher-Price taglines... Uh, for this item, your first mobile phone is now your new mobile phone. Okay, we have to give kudos to whoever came up with that one. I don't know. I, let me let me take a look at this uh, video. Let me turn up the computer sound so you guys can hear it. That's probably going to be a commercial first. Here we go. No commercial. Cool. Oh, uh, no, no. Okay, there's no... There's no... Spoken words. It's all music. Chatter phone with Bluetooth at Best Buy. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, that yeah, I how much is it though? Does it say? All right, it says this is a Best Buy exclusive uh which at the moment has sold out, but if they do release new ones, which seems like a sure bet, it will only set you back 60 bucks. The chatter telephone colors, numbers, and wobbly eyes will turn heads are all vintage, but the 21st century tech is still there. That includes a USB charging cord, a, a charge time of four hours, a talk time of nine hours and 15 foot range if these became if these become popular we foresee a horror movie one day about one of these chatter telephones imagine one comes to life with evil intent think chucky but with wheels okay <laughs> okay, I I don't know if they'll go quite that far. I mean, yes, this is kind of cool. Um, I don't see anybody um, putting this on their desk for work or or, I mean, maybe to have for your child to talk to grandma and grandpa through their toy phone. I mean, I remember as a kid playing with playing with one of these and I pretended to call people and people calling me. Um, but yeah, this is not exactly this. I mean, it, it, it has a retro look to it, but it's not exactly the same. Um, okay. That's, yeah, was, yeah, I don't know. It's, 60 bucks seems excessive. 
I think you're paying for the. I don't think you're paying for uh, technology. I think you're paying for the the the, uh, the label. Because come on, I mean, who's? I'm I'm almost positive you can buy a, a Bluetooth speaker for what less than sixty bucks. All right. <sighs> My favorite celebrity to to hate. Well, one of many, but this is like the top one. Tom Cruise already filming Mission Impossible 8 before next one premieres. And his first stunt is terrifying. <laughs> hey, look at I can... You know what? At this point, Tom Cruise is like Stuart from Mad TV. Look at I can do. You know? I can do it. You know? Uh, it says here, after over a year of production issues and setbacks, Mission Impossible 7 finally wrapped production back in September. Originally, the movie was meant to be, uh, to film back-to-back -back with Mission Impossible 8, but uh, it was but it was reported earlier this year that production on the still untitled eighth movie would begin after Tom Cruise completes promotional duties for Top Gun Maverick. However, it was then reported that Mission Impossible 7's release date was pushed back, which also became the case for the new Top Gun. It looks like we finally have our answer, though. According to uh, a new report from The Sun, Production on the eighth movie has officially begun. Uh, the sequence in question was being rehearsed 2,000 feet above Cambridge uh, with Tom Cruise being photographed while practicing a stunt involving a World War II biplane. According to The Sun, Cruise took off from the Duxford Aerodrome in Cambridgeshire and climbed out on the of the cockpit before making his way onto the wing of the plane, which sounds similar to the opening sequence to Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Cruz was harnessed to the wing uh, in the most recent stunt and was seen dangling upside down while the plane flipped on its belly leaving Cruz uh, sitting right side up. The plane reportedly went into a, a nosedive and did a spin before Cruz climbed back in. Pretty impressive stuff. It was previously reported that Cruz was learning to fly a World War II military plane for the upcoming movie, so folks will definitely be keeping their eyes aimed at the sky for more stunts. I'm not gonna read any more about this. I don't know. I've I've I saw Rogue Nation only because I got a free ticket, and um, it's not a movie I would have gone and paid to see. I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise, uh, largely because I think he's a mediocre actor. He's he plays the same character in every movie, and uh, the Mission Impossible movies have a formula. The formula is this: um, at some point during the movie. Tom Cruise is going to run with his arms and legs stiff like he's a like someone did a stop motion animation of a Barbie doll running um, 
there's going to be a car chase sequence where he climbs out on the hood of the car or the roof of the car and fights somebody and or jumps onto another car and fights somebody. Um, there's going to be a stunt that is like really unnecessary other than to show off that Tom can do it. That's the whole point of the stunt. It's, there's no real reason to have the stunt in the movie. And then um, um, some snarky quip thing he says once or twice throughout the movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's all the same. It the, the really um, the only thing that changes is the the other characters maybe. And I think it's Tom Cruise, uh, Simon Pegg, and like one or two other people that are in all these movies, in the more recent ones anyway. Um, yeah, no, I don't care. <laughs> um, former Marvel star returning for Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion has added another Marvel mainstay to its ever-growing ensemble. As of Wednesday, Maria, Maria Hill is returning to the fold as uh, Kobe Smulders has chosen to return to Marvel Cinematic Universe in, in a move surprising few. Hill will once again, again return to aid Nick Fury. Samuel L. Jackson, as he works to uncover one of the biggest conspiracies he's ever been involved in. Ooh. Who's... I think I know who they're talking about. Who is it? Let me Google search this real quick. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that character. Uh, you know what? She had a TV show for one season called Stumptown that I really liked and it got canceled because of COVID. I think it got canceled because of COVID. It was a good fucking show. Um, while Hill had a bigger presence in the early days of the MCU, her role has tapered off as of late. Her latest role came as a supporting character in Spider-Man Far From Home and prior to that, she had a cameo in each Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. Deadline first reported news on, on Smolder's return. While the series pulls inspiration from Marvel Comics miniseries that had a universe-changing consequences, the MCU is taking certain liberties with the story at hand. Okay, this is, quote, I'm currently w working on a show for Disney Plus called Secret Invasion, about which I can say very little. Marvel Studios producer Jonathan Schwartz recently told The Direct, the direct during a, the Shang-Chi Shang press tour, quote, and then also developing a, f a feature that will be a few years down the line. Uh, which, about which I can say literally nothing. Uh, end quote. And then he goes on to saying, I think, uh, I think like you said, like all of the, our adaptions, it's definitely not a, uh, it's not like a direct adapt adaption from the movie, or from the books, rather. Um, 
although it takes a lot of that kind of paranoid spirit and runs with it. He said of Secret Invasion, I think that's literally everything I can say about it. We're going to leave the secret in Secret Invasion for now. list of all the people that are involved with it and a lot of names that I can't pronounce <laughs> so I'm not even gonna try <laughs> all right and I think the last story I have for today this is gonna be a short episode folks um, Golden Girls is having their first convention ever um, this is was posted on the Nerdist website today uh, this morning even there's nothing like a con for your favorite show a gathering that's meant to for for purely you and it's uh, in this magical land you can talk about your favorite characters as much as you want all of the merch you can dream of sits laid out before you and get to enjoy whole days of celebrating the thing that you love. Every fan base deserves one. And now one of the one and now one beloved show is getting its own special convention. That's right. A girl Golden Girls convention has arrived to light up our lives. Golden Con arrives in April 2022. <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. I I really liked that show growing uh, when I was a kid. Actually, I think I was probably a teen when it came on TV, but I liked watching the show. I always thought it was funny. All right, let's see here. Where is it located? Where is it? It's, it's, I'm, I'm ha I guess I have to read the whole st story to figure out where it's located. All right, so this is what it says here. Uh, friends, pals, and confidants, get ready to laugh your way through the first-of-its-kind weekend-long classic TV comedy fan-gathering Golden Con. Thank you for being a fan. We'll take the... Take place from April 22nd to April 24th in Chicago's historically LGBTQ plus nor uh, North North Alstead neighborhood. I think it's how it said. Fans and super fans are gathering together for a fun-filled weekend to celebrate TV's most revered comedy with laughter, laughter and friendship, and perhaps some cheesecake. Events for the fan convention include a greatest gift vendor market, the live parody shows from, from Hell in a Handbag Theater Company, the Chicago You've Got Style Costume Parade, uh, specially themed nightlife events, 
and week weekend long battle to grab that trivia dough. Additional events, performers, and special guest appearances will be announced in the months and weeks to, leading up to the convention. My suggestion, if you're interested in going to Golden Con, is go to Facebook and search for Golden Con. Thank you for being a fan. Golden Con is hyphenated. It's a golden hyphen con. And you know what? I'll go ahead and share the group to the Facebook page. All right. Okay. All right. Shared that to Facebook. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, albeit a short episode of the 206 Geek. I've been your host, Todd, the 206 Geek. And uh, on this podcast, I try to uh, share cool, interesting, nerdy stories that I find on my Feedly list, which is comprised of a bunch of nerdy blogs and and other pop culture um, news sites. And uh, and uh, I, I like to talk about these stories on the podcast. And... Uh, if you're new to the podcast and you're listening to this for the first time, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast right here, wherever you found it. Um, if uh, if uh, what was I gonna say? You know that happens to me, folks. I, I'm I'm very ADD and ADHD, so my brain will frequently like reboot itself while I'm in in the middle of a thought, and I don't know what I was gonna say. I, I'll say this though, um, the, the the I think the best place to listen to the podcast is through Spotify, uh, because um, Spotify allows me to see um, how much of the show people listen to it, or where they listen to it from, and n not like you know creepy like I know where you live kind of thing. It's more like a I know what city you're you're listening from, and. Uh, and uh, what country you're from, that kind of thing. So um, if you're not listening to it through Spotify, you don't need to change. But if you happen across this through like a website or something, um, if you have Spotify on your phone, search for The 206 Geek, and uh, the logo for the podcast should pop up. As a, It's kind of like a coat of arms, and it shows The 206 Geek on there. And a little silhouette of Seattle's skyline. But uh, yeah, subscribe to it through through Spotify, um, and it's pretty much available anywhere you can you listen to podcasts. But Spotify, I think, is the primary place to listen to it because 
I discovered today that I can I can uh, set up Q and A's on um, the podcast, so you, I can ask a question, and you guys can go to go to it through Spotify and respond to the, those questions. I can also set up a poll saying, "Hey, which do you like, A or B, or one or two? But uh, those kinds of things. So those will only show up if you listen to the podcast through Spotify. And uh, so I'm, I think I'm going to start using that. And I will tell you that I'm setting up a a a a, a Q and A session or uh, or a poll for the podcast. And um, let's. I think this week I will go ahead and ask you this. Um, how long have you been listening to the podcast? That's my question. I want to know how long you've been listening. Um, and um, yeah, how long? Just tell me how long you've been listening. I'll set up the question and answer thing on, on uh, the podcast. And if you listen to it through through Spotify, you'll see that Q&A thing pop up underneath the description of the episode. And you can answer the question there. All right. Thank you again for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time.